0: Hello and welcome to Embody, a safe place where we discuss what it really means to be fully human in today's modern culture. We aim to explore the embodied practices that help support our nervous system regulation and responsiveness, which is fundamental for improving our health, promoting healing, balancing our hormones, and ultimately our happiness. I'm your host, Michelle Major, and for over a decade I've been developing and delivering stress management, well-being, and emotional resilience courses to a wide range of organisations and students. In addition to my accredited training academy, I also support clients therapeutically from my private practice on the north coast of Northern Ireland, as well as online. I am passionate about breaking the stigma and misinformation surrounding women's mental health through a trauma-informed lens. I am so delighted to connect with you. Let's dive in. Be curious and courageous together. Hello and a very warm welcome back to this week's episode of Embody with me, your host, Michelle Major. So something I would like to talk about today is this idea of post-traumatic growth. And for anyone who has listened to a lot of the episodes, either in season one or season two, you will know that there has been a theme running throughout each of the podcast episodes. And that theme usually comes towards the end of the podcast. And that's a theme that we talk about and explore repair, recovering and the renegotiation of trauma. Thanks to Dr. Peter Levine and Dr. Stephen Porges and Dr. Gabor Mate and lots and lots and lots of other fantastic contributors in the world of trauma and stress disorders, we now know that irrespective of what the stressor or stressors, or traumatic event, or events have been, that the body has this innate ability to move towards healing, to move away from pain, and to move towards something that can be supportive, to help that person in that moment, or moments and that's the theme that I would really like to talk about today and to ex- to explore today is this idea of post-traumatic growth. How do we do it? What does it look like? But most importantly, how does it feel? And the benefits that this can bring to our lives. In somatic experiencing, we don't we're not interested in the client reliving their trauma that's not what this clinical model is about and that's certainly not how you recover and repair from trauma that reliving the event is actually very very traumatic and can be re-traumatizing if it's not done in the right way In somatic experiencing, which is a clinical model for the recovery and the repair of trauma, we are more interested or our focus is on not about reliving the event or the memory of the event, because I think you will have known from the previous episodes of Embody, we can work with implicit memory Implicit memory is where there is no conscious memory of the details of the trauma, but the body remembers. So we're working with the body on this bottom-up approach, if you like. So it's not about reliving the trauma. It's not about going back into the trauma and being re-traumatized. It's about how can we work with the trauma energy in a safe, titrated way that doesn't cause overwhelm and how can we renegotiate this trauma? How can we create new meaning from this traumatic event or events? Because sometimes trauma happens over a long period of time, especially if it's in, if it's relational trauma, if it's um, abuse, either from a, a, a partner in a romantic relationship or um, with parents or or, or Um, caregivers. So what we're interested in as practitioners is how can we take this very significant, important, traumatic event and how can we renegotiate this event in the body so that there is new meaning created from the event And when we release this trauma energy that is usually bound up in our nervous system, sometimes for many, many years, when we release that and when we renegotiate and we can create new meaning, the trauma piece starts to shift. There's new meaning. There is a different response from the nervous system when we recall that event again. And this is part, a huge part of the trauma recovery. And my experience so far in working with trauma has been the learnings that I have got from my clients and also from my own experiences and my own nervous system. And it's really interesting because when we pay close attention to what the experience is for our clients and for ourselves, the theory and the neuroscience comes alive. And I'd like to share with you a story about a client named Nancy. Nancy was a client of Dr. Peter Levine's in 1969, so a long, long time ago. And I guess in many ways, this is how somatic experiencing began. It began in a therapy room with a client in attunement, connection and tracking what was happening moment to moment in her nervous system as she relived and as she talked about this traumatic event that had happened when she was a child. Back in 1969, Nancy was having an array of physical symptoms and anxiety type symptoms. She was suffering with panic attacks. She had a fear of leaving her house. She was suffering with migraines. And she arrived in Dr. Peter Levine's therapy room seeking help and support for these very, very debilitating symptoms. She literally was living in a state of fear and anxiety. And this story of Nancy, who arrived in Dr. Peter Levine's uh, therapy room with these awful physical and anxiety type symptoms, she was going there with the symptom to feel better, to get some support, to get some help. What she didn't realise, and what I see all the time in my own practice, is that the things we go to therapy with are never usually what's underlying. There's usually something else that has happened prior to these symptoms happening. And for Nancy, it was actually a childhood surgery. That was very traumatic for Nancy as a child. This happened 20 years previously. And When Nancy was getting this surgery, she was held down and she was um, obviously received anaesthetic for the operation. But at that moment, and as a child, Nancy believed that she was going to die. And I am now going to share with you what happened in the therapy room when Nancy started to relive this traumatic event from her childhood. And I'm going to read this directly from Somatic Experiencing website about what happened during this session, which literally shaped Somatic Experiencing as we know it today. And I quote, Without warning, Nancy suddenly froze, her pulse skyrocketing and then abruptly plummeting as she began revisiting the moments of a traumatic childhood surgery, which included being held down and also anaesthetised. I'm going to die, please don't let me die, she repeated helplessly. Admit, amidst the chaos, Dr Peter Levine was compelled by a vision of a charging tiger to say, and he said, Nancy. You're being chased by a tiger. Run, run, climb to those rocks for safety. It was at this moment that Nancy began moving her legs and Dr Peter Levine first witnessed the human animal's innate ability to heal from shock and from terror by completing the instinctual self-protective act that had been overwhelmed and frozen in her body and her nervous system for 20 years earlier. On repeated follow-up, this single session and future sessions had a dramatic impact on Nancy's life, including the dissolution of her panic attacks, her fear of leaving the house, cessation of her migraines, but also Nancy recalled having a renewed and a sustained vigour for life and for living. The tiger awakening has become a symbol of somatic experiencing, but also a symbol of our aliveness and our innate nature to move towards healing and to move towards. Recovery. And this then led Dr. Peter Levine to continue his research in the 1970s to explore how animals deal with threat in the wild and how they actually recover from traumatic events. And the really interesting thing is that animals in the wild are not traumatized, even though they are constantly experiencing threat and danger. However, as human beings, we often are overwhelmed and often are subject to long-lasting traumatic symptoms, which can include a hyperarousal, shutdown and dysregulation. So what he discovered from his research into animals in the wild was that we not only have a fight or flight response, which is in our sympathetic part of our nervous system, But we also have this third survival response, which is freeze and collapse. And this third survival response is when there is a perceived life threat. So when we either think or feel that we could potentially die. And when fight or flight are not options, both animals in the wild and us human beings will move into a state of freeze and collapse. It's nearly like playing dead, and it kind of makes us less of a target. But what happens is that there is a lot of energy that needs to run its course that was there in the first place to prepare for fight or flight, So this fight-or-flight energy needs to be discharged. And usually how that's discharged is through spontaneous shaking or trembling. And we see this in the wild all the time with animals as they are moving out of freeze, which is immobilization, and into uh, mobilization again. If this mobility phase is not completed then this bound up charge or energy stays trapped in the nervous system. And that's why the body still perceives that it's under threat when the event has passed. And often this continues um, for many, many years with a perception that the world is somehow threatening and dangerous. So, that's why we talk about trauma not being in, in the event, but in the body, because that's what causes long lasting trauma. It's the overwhelming trapped response of that perceived life threat. And that's what causes dysregulation of the nervous system, or disorganization of the nervous system, or an imbalance of the nervous system. So, In working with the client, we, whilst there might not be um, any uh, conscious memory, or maybe there is, um, but what we would be interested in is the body memory, which is called procedural memory of the event. So, not so much the narrative and the story, although that is important, but in order to release this incomplete cycle um, that's bound up in the body, we need to work with the procedural memory, which is the body memory. And the objective here is to really, I suppose, reduce the, the power of the narrative and then to remap the body memory so that the person can gain a sense of aliveness and flow to their life again. I'm just taking a short pause from the conversation to tell you about an accredited training that I am offering, which is coming up now in September. The accredited training is called Breathe, Laugh and Relax. It is a trauma-informed and embodied mindfulness uh, certified course. It's delivered over eight weeks and 30 hours, so it's very comprehensive. And this training offers a unique learning experience of both educational and experiential practice, both of which are essential for the delivery of a trauma informed practice. The training embodies a somatic framework which is delivered in two parts and contains the following modules so in part one we look at the autonomic nervous system and what is trauma trauma in the wild the different types of traumas and then we explore the autonomic nervous system the parasympathetic the um, sympathetic the nervous system cycles, the brain model, the social nervous system and polyvagal. We then move into part two, which is embodied mindfulness. We look at the breath and the nervous system, joy and pleasure and the nervous system and finally relaxation and the nervous system. There's also a bonus module where we explore what breathe, laugh and relax looks like uh, for kids and There also is a lot of, not just education around these topics, but a lot of experiential practice. So you get the groundwork and foundation to deliver a breathe, laugh and relax workshop as a standalone, or you can deliver it over a number of weeks. Or a lot of the previous professionals who have taken the course have have extracted parts of the training and integrated it into their private practice. Um, so, it's a multidisciplinary um, course and there's lots of flexibility with it. If you're interested in learning more, you can go onto the website www.thesunshineproject.uk and you can read all about the prerequisites. Um, there is also flexible payment options as well, and you can read all about the process and the feedback from previous um, professionals. Now, let's get back to the conversation. And of course, there are other very, very important elements in the therapeutic process, not just working with the renegotiation of the trauma and releasing that bound up, stuck energy um, that is waiting and wanting to be expressed. But there is also the therapeutic relationship, which is obviously hugely important, the relational piece. And that's attunement, emotional attunement with the other person. It's also this feeling of being seen and being heard because sometimes when something happens in our lives, it it happens when we're on our own and we don't have the support of someone else. So it's really important that we have a witness to that event or incident or history that we're bringing to the therapy room. And that in itself can be hugely, hugely um, supportive for our nervous system. Um, But also for me, there's a huge piece about boundaries and really being with the client to know what is okay and what is not okay, what's a yes and what's a no, and so often so many of our trauma stories are um in relation to boundary ruptures of some description so it's really important that um as a practitioner that i am very attuned to the client because sometimes what we do in the therapy room is we say oh yes i want to do that oh yes i'm ready to explore that in our head we are but in our body what I might observe and what I might see is a no. And in seeing that bodily no, I might suggest, okay, well, why don't we just, why don't we just, let's not just jump in straight away to this. Let's just take a little bit of time to explore this a little bit more. Because I get a sense that your head wants to do this, but your body might not be ready. And as Dr. Peter Levine says, Cognitive processing and emotional processing is much, much quicker than bodily processing, nervous system processing. It takes time and it takes a lot of tracking and attunement, but it's fantastic work. And um, anyone who has had this type of therapeutic um, support will tell you the same. It is something else. So one of the fantastic benefits about working with the nervous system at this level is that we get to create healthy boundaries. We start to notice in our body what's a yes, what's a no, what's okay and what's not okay. And what tends to happen is that the things that were tolerable and were okay all of a sudden, become intolerable. I see it all the time. And it's a powerful, powerful, powerful shift. So our boundaries become stronger. Not just our internal boundaries, so the boundaries that we have within ourselves, but also our external boundaries start to shift and change as well. And, you know, boundaries have a huge impact They have a huge impact on our career, on our professional lives and also on our personal lives, um, you know, through friendships, through romantic relationships and through other um, factors. So boundaries are really important. So um, a lot of clients notice that, that their boundaries become healthier and also their relationship with boundaries is easier. It's easier to create boundaries. And um, so they would be benefits. But as I say, this this these things don't happen overnight. It takes it takes time. And I suppose the other thing that I would mention about the benefits of this type of work is that it reconnects us with all our channels of communication. And sometimes when we've been in a freeze response for a long time, we become disconnected from our feelings and we become disconnected from our emotions for a very, very good reason. Very good reason. So we become a wee bit numb to feelings and to emotions. And that, you know, that's a very clever survival strategy when we've been through something really, really tough, really tough. So again, with the renegotiation of the trauma piece and with inviting more mobility into the nervous system, we shift from freeze into fight, flight, healthy fight or flight responses in the body. And when we shift, when we make this shift, we start to feel, we start to feel again. So... When we're in freeze, we're a wee bit numb to our feelings and our emotions. So when we create more mobility, we start to feel things. And at the start, that can feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, So again, it's so important when we're working with the nervous system that we have this very titrated, safe, gentle, compassionate approach so that we don't overwhelm. Um, But certainly what I have noticed in myself working with my nervous system is that I have become a more whole individual. I've been become more connected with who I am, my authenticity, with my boundaries, and also with this kind of vigor for life, a more, um, you know, we, we talk about life force energy in the spiritual world, and there is definitely that sense of, being more alive, you know, being more connected with who you are and being also more connected with the world around us. Um, it's really quite extraordinary, and uh, the things and the shifts that can happen. But of course, sometimes this process is not always an easy process. And that when we start to feel and we start to come out of, uh, out of our freeze response, it can be a little more challenging for us. We have this pendulation. And that's why it's really important as us as practitioners to know when is too little and when is too much stimulation. Um, And it's about getting that balance right. And in my therapy room, I work collaboratively in a collaborative space with my client to negotiate that in in, in a way and in a pace that feels Okay. In in fact, feels more than okay. So I hope that podcast today was helpful in some way in explaining how the nervous system stores trauma, but more importantly, how we can renegotiate the trauma, create new meaning and create a new vigor, a new energy for life and for living again. Thanks again for tuning in and if you would like to work with me, whether it's a one-to-one, whether it's my mentoring or any of the accredited trainings, you can go onto the website. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's the thesunshineproject.uk and please do like, please do subscribe and if there is the option to write a review and you particularly are feeling kind today, you can leave a little review as well thank you so, so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to reconnecting with you all next week on Embody.